Welcome to episode number seven of Theme Park Paradise. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, joined by the lovely Dallas. How are you doing, Dallas? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I discovered another mouse in our kitchen. So, I mean, I didn't see it. I just heard it. We've oh, so had, you know, you know, it's there. We've had mice in that area before. We have a cat, though, so I'm hoping that it'll bring you a present tonight. No, they don't. She doesn't bring it to me, thank God. Other than that, I'm doing all right. So once again this week, I brought way too many stories. But you did. <laughs> I That's don't, fine, though. I could just briefly touch on them. It's not like I'm going to... I skimmed them all. Dollywood, which is, of course, the Dolly Parton theme park in Tennessee, is a seasonal park. So it only runs from, like, spring to, like, fall, like, late fall. So it's reopening for the season on Saturday, which is tomorrow. Pass holders will get a first look today on Friday. But the exciting part is Dolly Parton usually makes an appearance for like a parade on opening day. Uh, And with COVID, she hasn't done it since 2019. So she will be making her triumphant return to Dollywood. Yeah, I didn't care about that at all. Well, why would you? <laughs> but there was one. Do you want me to say my the cool part that I've picked out of this story that can relate I, to other parks around the world? Sure. Okay. They have a new security screening system that allows mm. a continuous single file stream of guests. That all you have to do is walk through a monitor and you don't have to empty your pockets or place bags on a conveyor belt or anything like that. So that is a big like congestion spot. At Disney Universal, Universal is really bad with that security. Oh, just because you're so tight spaced in there. So if there was a way that you could just walk right through and not have to put your bin, throw it through, because it's kind of like a Universal is kind of like a TSA type. It's like system. an airport. It's weird. I don't. Yeah. I hate that area. <laughs> it's so congested. I hate it so much. So, but anyway, Hollywood. They took down some buildings. Yeah, a tunnel. Woohoo. I have no reference point, so it doesn't mean anything to me. They put some money into it. They made some improvements. Other than that, I just wanted to touch on the fact that it's opening. My next story, I think a couple of weeks ago, I talked about, was it Mardi Gras? Mardi Gras Universal. Yeah. <laughs> and their concert lineup. <laughs> well, Which is way better than this. Oh my God. I know. And I was just going to say, we made fun of that lineup. Or I made fun of that lineup. Holy God. Okay. So Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay has a uh, food and wine festival that starts in a couple days, I think this weekend. I think they have more concerts. Way more, yeah. Way more. However, it's mostly cover bands. Which I don't, I it bothers me so bad, like looking through this list. Because like, we kick it off and yeah, like I scroll down, I'm like, okay, Sean Paul. It's like, me. If I was in the area, I would go and see Sean Paul. Yeah, that's sure. fun. I guess he's like nostalgia from our time period. Yeah. But then you scroll down and it's like, okay, you see Scott Stapp from Creed. It's like, okay, maybe if I was happen to be in this area, maybe I would go see it. And then it's like the Purple Experience Prince Tribute. And then I'm assuming this guy's country, old air supply, walk the moon. So you have, then you have like another country person, but then you have Fleetwood Max. It's all these old bands that are real bands mixed in with fake bands. Yeah, it's Air Supply in Kansas mixed in with an Eagles tribute and a Fleetwood Mac tribute. It's so weird. It's so confusing. And then you have Three Doors Down. And then the next day you have 
Fab Four, the ultimate tribute to the Beatles. I don't understand. <laughs> it's so weird. There's no rhyme or reason because it's like, okay, maybe that's because it's on a Sunday. But the Sunday before, it's Clint Black, who is at least is a recognizable name. You know who he is. Yeah, he's a future country music hall of famer. He's not like a nobody. But then it also, it looks like when you get into the month of May, like mid, late May, those ones are all, it looks like Spanish. Yeah, that's all like Spanish acts. Well, and headlined by a Selena and Santana and Gloria Estefan <laughs> tribute, which is a lot. That's a lot. These, the most of these people, even like Sean Paul, these people are the touring caliber that come up here. Yeah. So I'm Casino assuming they people. are they're dirt cheap but it's not even casino people because like casino people get a bad rap because some bigger acts depending on your genre of music you can perform a casino and still be a mainstream relevant person but if you're performing a casino that can hold 1500 people these are like down on their luck casino people yeah or up and coming artists but i don't think any of these people are up and coming besides who are the american authors they look young they have a billion streams. I have no idea. They have a they have a song, you know. So they look young-ish, right? They've been around for a, a bit. I mean, everyone else looks like they're like 60 plus. Oh, well, Walk the Moon. Walk the Moon is newer. <laughs> yeah, Shut Up and Dance from 2014. <laughs> <laughs> That's new comparatively. Yeah. They also have what one song? Do they have two songs? I don't even know. They have two or three. They have two. Okay. They have shut up and dance. Anyway, and anyway this is Bush Gardens. Like we shouldn't be comparing it to Universal. Oh, I know. But for me, I'd rather have that like small, tight lineup of Universal is like that more mainstream casino or like the outdoor venue that'll seat three to five thousand people. Yeah, they'll be like, "Yeah, we got LL Cool J." That's the type of person they'll get. This is getting Sean Paul. American authors, you know the song. It was in a bunch of like commercials and tv show promos the it goes uh this is gonna be the best day of my life we're gonna get somebody's gonna file something against us dallas yeah no one listens i really don't and that's from like 2013 so yeah no they've been around some of these older bands too are a little tricky because you'll get into the fact of like everyone's there but the lead singer and then the lead singer will be like bob jones from kansas and then Kansas is still performing as Kansas. Yeah, without Bob the lead singer. What is the Creed? What is that? The lead singer of Creed? I don't. <laughs> He's not part of Creed anymore, I don't think, currently. But does so he sing he Creed songs? Or... I'm assuming so. <laughs> I'm assuming. But Creed Which... must perform too. I'm... They might just not be a thing. I think they're. In... Isn't Creed a different band with another singer? I feel like they're. Oh, they have a different name. They have another... Yes, I believe so. I could be completely wrong on this, but I thought. Now we need to know. Yeah. Alter Bridge. It's just a bunch of the members plus plus Miles Kennedy. It looks like he's the lead singer. So it's everyone but Scott Stapp. You had one listed that talked about how Disney World is going to return to character meet and greets. Yeah, but yours had it and they yeah, mentioned it, so I delayed mine. It was all part of a meeting. Basically, they're going to keep the reservation system, I feel like, because if they don't, I hate it. It will be. I hate it so much. The crowds will be like scary. Which I don't mind. I, I'd rather I have do. the crowds be back to normal. <laughs> I, do. I don't like the reservation system. It's so stupid. It's the dumbest thing in the world to me. 
I, I feel like people are just used to it now. I don't see it ever going away. But what's the purpose of it? So they can control to how many people are in the park. Control. The reason. Or you could just do it at the gate and let people choose where they want to go and not be limited to... Because like, just say if me and you were like, hey, it's the middle of the summer. We want to go to Magic Kingdom on a whim. We can't. That's so dumb. Like, Because they, they don't open it back up, do they? It's not like... Hey, now there's an extra spot we can get in. It's it's done. No, if the day's pe- over. But people cancel though. But, but so if you keep checking, up? eventually something might show up. But that's a stupid. Where if you're at Universal or I don't, I'm seeing other parks. If there is, if we're at capacity, you can just wait in line, and then they'll eventually allow you in once people start exiting. Right. So even if you're like, hey, screw it, I'm going to go to Islands for the first half of the day, and we'll see. And if it opens up. You go and you take the Hogwarts Express over. You leave the park and go in. But this is like you're kind of just, oh, we're not doing that park today. Because it kind of negated. And they're also negating Park Hopper. It's kind of a thing they don't encourage. Disney's holding on to these weird post-COVID things. And I wish they'd go back to the way it was. And then character meet greets. I've talked about it. I hate it. It's not for me. Never has been. So I don't care. <laughs> I, I could care less if they run them back or not. I understand. I'm happy they're open for children. I all, but it's children, and also it will shorten wait times because people will be waiting in line for these things. That's true. I didn't even think about that. As opposed to like, ooh, there's poo running through the. <laughs> like for That's us, it was like Aladdin. We waited like a half hour to an hour to see Aladdin, and I, it also stinks because you're waiting and you're like, you're not even sure which character you're going to see. Are you going to see Jasmine? Are you going to see Aladdin? Are you going to see Genie? Yeah, and we wanted to see Genie, and then they swapped it right, like right after, and it was Abu, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I want a Genie, not Abu." <laughs> it was honestly five minutes before, and they did the same thing for we waited for Wreck It Ralph. Didn't get Wreck It Ralph. We got oh my god, what's the little girl's name? Oh god, Sarah Silverman. I don't know. Yep, I forget her name. We got her instead, and I was like, "Oh, I wanted Wreck It Ralph. He's so cool." I hope they keep some of the alternatives because some of them were cool. Having the country bears like on top of the country bear jamboree was cool. Like I talked about the Winnie the Pooh one at Epcot was cool because he was just like running through trees and catching butterflies with a <laughs> butterfly catcher. That was cute. I do want to meet Mulan because every time I tried to meet Mulan, like I would miss the time. Well, eventually you will, Dallas. I want to talk to her. Okay. It's the one character I want to see and talk to. See, I don't want to talk to the people. I know you, you're you the opposite of me. Oh, I the prefer people, the people. I don't because they're putting on a show. I'd rather you just mime it to me. I yes. want you to mime everything. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I want you so to uncomfortable. emote all of your emotions. I want that. Versus I'm going to pretend that I'm Aladdin. Yeah. How are you doing, kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. I have. Do I have one more story? I have a story. Or do you want to? Well, I have one, but I want to save it till the end. Do you want me to do mine then? Yeah. Universal Orlando raised their, their, oh my God, their annual passes for non-Florida residents for 2022. It's between like 11 and 14 and a half percent. So from, it starts now from 399 for a seasonal up to 714.99 for a premier. So it's almost a hundred dollar increase for the premier pass, which is what I have. So that kind of sucks. I mean, it it's only like eight dollars more a month. I'm on the monthly plan, so it's like about ninety nine 
for the two of us, I think, before this. So I'm assuming ours will kick into that new price. It stinks, but everything's getting more expensive. Everything prices are just going up. So at least it's only 11 to 14 percent. It stinks, but it is what it is. I think if the Florida rates stayed the same, maybe they went up, but it looks like they stayed the same. That's it. Price is going up. It's not gas. It's not going up 50% (laughs) over, what, two weeks, a month. No more driving for us to go to Orlando. (laughs) It cost us $2,000 in gas. Okay, Dallas. Anything else for news? Are you covering your story? You had one more in there. Oh, yeah. This isn't really a story. It's just a a transition us into our main topic. So Disney Imagineers on their Instagram, the official Imagineering page, posted updates of the Tron light cycle coaster going in at Magic Kingdom. They removed some tarps. A lot of the outside roofs are installed. There's still no opening date. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be 2023. To me, watching that video, it looked real far off. It looked like no progress was really made on the actual ride itself. No, not the ride, but the outside structure. I mean, it's just like Guardians where it got pushed by over a year because of COVID. I assume it's going to open in 2023, but... Probably. I, mean, I would guess 2023 fall based on how far along they are. The Tron Light Cycle was a brand new ride at Disneyland Shanghai when it opened in 2016. So today our main topic is going to be talking about attractions, parks, rides, just aspects of international theme parks that we would like to see here domestically. So that will be our topic after a short break. And we're back. So now we are going to discuss uh, aspects of theme parks from outside of the United States that we would like to see here. Um, Ryan is taking it a little more seriously. For me, it's just things I like. <laughs> I'm not thinking I'll take about- it not so serious. I have an honorable mention because like it's one that's actually coming, but <laughs> Ryan's like the feasibility of could this be brought here? It's like, I don't care. I just, whatever. Well, because the video I was watching before you threw this topic to me, I was listening to something similar, which gave me my idea for one of these. Yeah this morning so i'm thinking of it as like a feasibility could this fit into the current parks and as usual i'm going to take the universal side dallas is going to go all over the place he's going to touch his toes and everything so yeah but again we're talking about this because of tron light cycle that was at shanghai and was so popular that they decided to shoehorn it into magic kingdom uh also Remy's Red to Adventure, Disneyland yeah, Paris. Hmm. Said what you did. Oh, yeah, which I did, uh, which they put into Epcot, which if you want to talk about feasibility, that was like perfect as an expansion of that yeah. area. It, it wasn't shoehorned in at all. It was like literally they had a part of land near France. It was like perfect. And they need more rides at Epcot, especially World Showcase. Um, so it was a perfect fit. Yes, I did. I did it in January. It's, you know, it's a, it's okay. It's a trackless ride. It's fun. It's nothing like revolutionary or anything. I would, I would prefer original rides unless it's something amazing. 
like draw on, which looks amazing. But something. Um, I'm going to go first, Dallas, just because mine's going to be short and you're, you're going to go long-winded probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So I'll go with my honorable mention because it's technically coming this year and then in 2025, but it's not here yet. Nintendo. It's Super Nintendo World. So it's in Universal Studios Japan currently. It's going to be opening later this year in Hollywood. But then for everyone in the Orlando area, it's not opening until 2025 with Epic Universe. Even though I didn't read or watch videos on it. But I saw some like rumors that potentially, potentially, that this could open before the whole park opened. Which would be a weird, really weird thing. Uh-huh. I don't know how they would just have just Super Nintendo Worlds open, but the rest of Epic Universe is just gated off. I don't, I don't see that happening. Well, cause there's always discussions of putting it into the existing parks. Yeah. But this is, this is for sure being an Epic universe. Yeah. But, so I just don't know if you could have just this part open. It would just be so your turn bottlenecked. Everything would just be the longest waits. If you'd only had a portion of the park open. But that's my honorable mention. I'm going to do two rides that from other Universal Studios parks around the world. The one that I just found a little bit ago, it is called, I don't want to butcher the name, Puss in Boots Giant Journey. It's from Universal Studios Singapore. The reason I chose this ride is something, it could, that kid zone, we've talked about it before, sucks. It absolutely sucks. I think they need to just tear it all down. And then they already have the cheesy little DreamWorks meet and greet dance show thingamajig that we did when we went last year. Maybe you keep that, maybe you don't. But I think having this like a DreamWorks land with all those kitty properties, it'd be all the ones that are excluding like minions, stuff that are already in the parks. But Puss and Boots for this ride, it is a roller coaster, very family friendly. It only goes 22 miles an hour, I believe. It's very well themed. The animatronics kind of suck, but for a roller coaster, specifically one that's going to be outdoors and going to have to endure the weather, it's it's fairly good. It's better than the stuff you see like overseas in those cheesy, their regional theme parks or in our regional theme parks where it just looks, that really doesn't look like Charlie Brown. It's like, that <laughs> these at least look like the characters. There's some cool swan animatronics that are big and, imposing but this seems like a a kid's first roller coaster that has some story it has characters they know it goes a little fast but it's not just the one minute standard everyone's first roller coaster thing like they do with woody the woodpecker or goofy where maybe there's one theme piece but it's usually just like a a cutout of some kind of character that's there some music and that's it this are actually trying, and I feel like this would be the perfect kids' first roller coaster. Yeah, and I think putting it into the kids' zone area just they need to demolish that, absolutely demolish. It just those property, Puss in Boots is a dated franchise, but it's more current than Woody the Woodpecker and yeah, Rival. That movie did okay. Like, it wouldn't be crazy. Yeah. The other one I don't know, it, it is feasible, and this is the video that I watched this morning, and they said it would fit better in Hollywood, but I'm going to try to fit it in to Orlando. I don't know where 
but for me, it is Jurassic World Adventure from Universal Studios Beijing. So you said you saw the name, but you didn't watch this video, did you? No. So it shares the same ride vehicle as Spider-Man in Transformers. Oh. So it's a combination of practical effects and screens. Mm-hmm. But the practical effects are a more upscaled, better version than like River Adventure or I forget what did they, I don't know what it's called over in Hollywood right now. But River Adventure, the dinosaurs are actually working. It looks nice. The screens look good. But I really like that mixture. And you're actually like, I feel like you're in the woods with the dinosaurs instead of a river adventure, which always kind of feels weird because the movies aren't on a boat. It's not what Jurassic Park or world is. No. So it shares that same ride vehicle. Which I don't know if you could have two in the same park, but I think it would be okay. For me, while I think it's a good thing to have for kids, and this is the person's complaint to not get it up, I would knock down Camp Jurassic personally just because that feels like it's just jungle gym equipment and stuff anyways it's cool for them you kind of need that but this type of ride it's you only need to be 40 42 inches i think for spider-man and transforms i could be wrong but i don't think it's very tall so this is still for kids that are four years old three four and it looks beautiful and it just would complete that theme because right now you have two rides that if you don't want to get wet and you don't want to go on a roller coaster, like you probably just say pass. We're just, who cares about Jurassic park where this would give you something to do there and get a more cohesive actual land. And they need better themed stuff. Like if they did this and then they rethemed river adventure to what it is in Hollywood and you have those three pillars and just redid everything up that could rival like Harry Potter in terms of just quality, maybe not just the land in general, because it's more just wooded, but actual rides and attractions, it could rival the quality. Yeah. Quality. There's not as much lore or story or. No, you could build up. You could make like the restaurant shop areas real big. So you could renovate that to make it. Yeah. That needs to be renovated. It feels like you're in a 1990s McDonald's. 90s McDonald's. Yeah. Like a, and part of it was like a library part of it too. It's like, carpeted it's weird i guess lots of stuff you could renovate for that and then you if you could have those pillars you have three big attractions those ones i have there's not universal there's a lot of just overlap there's not a lot of different attractions at each of these parks there's a lot of like no themed ones like we've talked about when we did like the guessing and where it's at type thing like but nobody really cares about a generic roller coaster has no theming to it and that's a lot of what the extra rides are at these parks and a lot of shows, like there's Waterworld. The one I almost mentioned, there's like a sing show based on the movie. And like I said before, I'd rather have that and have like a sing stage show than this stupid walkway BS that we're going to have for the Minions new ride. I'd rather have that singing show across. I don't, there's too much. Now you have a Minions land or Despicable Me land up front. And it's just that feels way off because it's not themed at all these are just rides that's what i got this week dallas now let's go on to your gigantor list <laughs> okay i'm gonna piggyback off of some of yours um just looking at nintendo specifically there's a ride at universal japan called yoshi's adventure which is a more it's the more kid ride but it kind of goes through the world 
and it's an omni mover, and you're on a little like Yoshi, like, and each one is a different color. Uh, and you go through tunnels and you go around Peach's castle, and it's just so the queue is so cute and it's so colorful. I love that. So I hope there's something like that. I mean, that's coming. I'm sure. I don't, I'm I, sure I, it's part of the list. I'm sure it's so. just like an exact replica. I know they're adding to, like Donkey Kong stuff to Japan, which I assume we're going to get as well. But I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be like Toy Story, where it's different rides at every version of Toy Story Land. I'm going to guess based on Universal, it's going to be a one-to-one copy. And then talking about, you brought up Puss in Boots, the coaster. There, that is a part of a land at Universal Singapore called Far Far Away, which I didn't realize there was a whole Shrek land at Singapore. That's crazy. Uh, I don't think Shrek is as, <laughs> is popular enough for that to happen here. I mean, yeah, Shrek 4D is no longer a ride, so. Yeah, no. And those movies just don't carry as much weight as they used to in our culture. But um, I watched Shrek 2 last night, and that's my favorite one because it's where they go to the land of Far, Far Away. And it's like a parody of Los Angeles. But uh, I there's like a the castle that Fiona's parents live in there's a huge replica of it in this area and it looks so cool. Um, again, I'm not saying that it would come here, <laughs> but I'm just saying I like it. And if it was here, that'd be cool. Um, Cause I'm not going to universal Singapore probably ever. Um, but I want to touch on that. And then there's two other castles. Now one castle that I could see coming here main probably at disneyland more than disney world is the beauty and the beast castle which is uh it's the facade for the brand new beauty and the beast ride at tokyo disneyland um which the ride itself i don't really care about it's just it's just like a it's like under the sea but beauty and the beast that just tells the story of the movie um but the castle is very cool because it's like a it's like almost as big as Sleeping Beauty Castle in California. Like it's very big. Um, and it sits behind their Cinderella Castle, which is the same, it's the same size as the Florida Cinderella Castle, so it's huge. So it's almost like having a Cinderella Castle and a Sleeping Beauty Castle behind it in terms of the size. Uh, but it's like it's the Beast Castle, the movie. Which there is a tiny replica in Fantasyland in Florida, in front of the what's that restaurant, the Sleeping Beauty or not Sleeping Beauty, Beauty and the Beast restaurant, whatever that's called. Now I'm brain We ate there last time, so I don't know. Not yeah. last time, but I don't know what it's called. It's the one that you had to like wait a year to get reservations when it first opened. But <clears throat> it's just off in the distance. And it's like forced perspective. So it's just a tiny little version of the Beast Castle. But this is a legit massive castle. And then... um, You said that, though, that you could see this being in Disneyland over Disney World? Yes, because... There's space? There is space. If you... Okay. So you know where Thousand Leagues Under the Sea is? Or was? At Disneyland, it's now like Nemo 
It's like Nemo ride. I know the ride. I don't know the layout it's a of the park. shitty Nemo ride. That yeah. is connected to Autopia, which is their Indy Speedway. Nobody wants either of those rides. <laughs> okay. First of all, Autopia is never going to be demolished. Dallas. Oh, I think it will be. I don't think it will be. I think it will be. I really do. I, 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 I bet you. I could see it at Disney World being demolished because who cares? But that's like a, that's a Walt staple. It's not though. No one cares. It is. And it's an environmental. Both of those things are environmental, insane environmental things. Like a giant pool of water <laughs> and fucking a mission zone. Like I could easily see that going away. And there's, there's property back there too that, not, that is not connected to that, that they have room. There is, if you look at a Disneyland map from overhead, there's more than enough room to expand. And I think... I, what I think is going to happen is there's going to be a frozen land in Arendelle. That's what I think will happen because they're building one in Tokyo. They're building one in Paris. They're building one in Hong Kong. So it would be insane for them not to build one in the States, which Disneyland would make more sense. Now they announced, they announced uh, a year or two ago that they were expanding Disneyland to where like, they bought like property in that area between Disneyland Hotel and California Adventure. Whether or not this happens, who knows? It's like a 10 to 15 year plan. There's like art, whatever that's called, uh, that shows like all these different lands. That would be like a frozen land, be in the beast land, a Peter Pan thing. So if it doesn't happen in actual Disneyland, it would happen across the street and they're going to connect it is what they want to do. So either way, I could see a Beauty and the Beast ride happening. I just don't see them doing a castle that's bigger than their castle. No, but they could do, they could use Forest Perspective and still make a good sized castle. Also, it would be far away enough from the castle and you could hide it with trees. But wouldn't that be embarrassing? And you don't see it until you like, go into the land. Your big castle is smaller than the new big castle. It just castle. depends how far away it is from it. They have tricks. Because either way, there's going to be a frozen land that's going to have like the ice castle or whatever. Or whatever the castle is in that movie. I don't really know that movie. The Arendelle Castle. Because that's a guarantee. There's going to be a frozen land at Disneyland at some point, in my opinion. You're guaranteeing Um, it? Yeah, I am. Uh, And then I just want to touch on my favorite castle, my favorite Disney castle, which is... Let me get the name. Uh, it's at Disneyland Paris. It's Le Chateau de la Belle à Bois Dormant, which is Sleeping Beauty Castle. Uh, it looks nothing like the one in California. It is, it's taller. It's not as big or as tall as Cinderella Castle, but it's, it's skinny and tall like that. It's just a smaller version. Uh, and it's pink, which now like almost every castle is pink, but it was the first pink castle. Uh, and it's built into a fake, like rock side, like a hill with rocks and stuff, which is a really cool look. Uh, and all this like landscaping around it is cube shaped trees and it's just very cool. 
But the main aspect is in the basement, there's a walkthrough attraction with a um, dragon animatronic, like Maleficent's dragon. And that's very cool. And I wish I'd, yeah, Cinderella Castle has a restaurant, but I wish I had an attraction inside, like a walkthrough type attraction, because I think that's a really cool idea. I'm going to briefly touch on a, now again, this doesn't have a counterpart in the US, so whatever, but there, I just want to talk about this one ride at Fantasia Land, which is in Germany. There's a few, actually. There's two roller coasters. One's called Terran, and the other is Colorado Adventure. Uh, they're both like, like mine train coasters. I think Terran is like, I just looked at it. Some sort of ruin, like a, is it Egyptian ruins? Some sort of ruin. Where Colorado Adventure is like a like American mine train type. Right, but Terran is built into okay, it's Norse. So it's built into like a mythical Norse village. But it's built into like canyons and it goes in and out of like fake rock canyons. And it's a multi-launch coaster, so similar to Hagrid. Uh, but it just looks really cool. It looks like Hagrid's. Yeah, it's similar to Hagrid's, which it opened before Hagrid's. Uh, and then Colorado River Adventure, or not Colorado River Adventure, Colorado Adventure, I want to talk about because for some strange reason, it was themed to Michael Jackson until 2013. I don't know why. Um, but he was at the grand opening of the ride. <laughs> Just a very strange tie-in. I don't know if there was Michael Jackson music on it. It was literally called Colorado Adventure, the Michael Jackson Thrill Ride. From 1996 until 2000, I want to say 13. Yes, 2013. (laughs) Which makes no sense. It's literally like a big Thunder-style locomotive. It's like in the Wild West part of the park. But he was one of the first people to ride it. So that's a fun fact. It was probably just because he was there, to be honest. Did he live in Germany? No, but it was probably that since he showed up for the opening, he said that it was it was just, hey, if you show up for the opening, we'll <laughs> name the ride after you. That's I mean, I there's literally no other information other than he was there on opening day. And it was called the Michael Jackson Throw Ride. But you know, saying that he was there and this ride is that famous. Him, it has to draw people around. He was. I know that's what I. But I mean, like, no one should be that famous that just because you wrote it, it's named after you. It has nothing to do with it. It's what to draw okay. people in. Oh, Michael Jackson was on it, so ride it. Dallas, Dallas, you're being slightly hypocrite. What's What's unique about Dollywood that has anything <laughs> uh, to do with there Dolly is Parton? a literal Dolly Parton museum? With Dolly Parton artifacts and replicas of Dolly Parton's house that she grew up in and church that she went to. But none of the rides are all. No, the rides, no. (laughs) But everything else. (laughs) Also, Michael Jackson's known for his love of rides. I know. Yeah, I did. I knew that. I did know that. That's just so random to me. There has to be more to it. Like, we need to do a deep dive. 
Oh, God. Okay. So, I want to quickly go back to Disneyland Paris and talk about their Frontierland. Uh, they have a Big Thunder, which is pretty much just a replica of the Florida Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. However, it is built on an island. So it's, you know how like Tom Sawyer Island is? Yeah. It's like putting Big Thunder on Tom Sawyer Island. And you start on mainland and then your train goes under an underground tunnel under the river. And then you're on the island, which I think is so cool and like such a unique aspect to it. Uh, also, their haunted mansion is in Frontierland and it's kind of like an old Western looking house. To me, it's one of probably the coolest looking haunted mansion. It's the spookiest for sure. Like it actually looks haunted and like dilapidated. And then they have a saloon called the Lucky Nugget Saloon, which there's the Diamond Horseshoe in Florida, but the Lucky Nugget actually looks like it's out of a Western like movie or TV show. Like it looks really, really, really cool. And the idea that you can ride Big Thunder and then go have a beer at a saloon is so cool to me. So I love their Frontierland. So we're in the final stretch. Now, I think I've talked about it before, but Tokyo, well, not Tokyo, but Disney Sea was originally a plan for a theme park on Long Beach in California. Uh, it was eventually scrapped and instead used in Tokyo. And if you know anything about theme parks, you know it's considered like the most beautiful theme park in the world just architecturally um so <clears throat> some rides i want to talk about uh there's a lot of there's a whole jules verne themed area and there is a they have a, a version of Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea that's like a fresh take on it but no no nope, no nope, nope. you cannot say anything positive about this ride because five minutes ago you said environmentally not friendly pool of water Blah. yeah disneyland okay. this is tokyo disney sea which is built on an actual like near actual sea but it's okay to have water just sitting there in a pool yeah if it's it was already there this is man-made the one at disneyland is man-made and i'm assuming this one's man-made as well mm. it was built into an actual isn't that worse probably anyway <laughs> i'm not an environmentalist shut up the ride itself <laughs> the ride itself is cool looking that's the difference okay if the one in, Cal <laughs> in california was cool and not some shitty nemo bullshit <laughs> some shitty finding nemo bullshit i'm fine I just like pushing your buttons when I can care less. I just I love pushing. <laughs> anyway, the <laughs> the centerpiece of the park is a huge volcano, and inside the volcano is Journey to the Center of the Earth, which is I'm trying to think. I think it's is it similar to Test Track. The track I think is similar to Test Track. I have no idea. 
and radio springs or radiator springs racers i think it's the same thing but it's themed to journey to the center of the earth and there's a huge like monster animatronic at the end and it's you go in and out of the volcano and such a weird property it's random but that's i like what they did with it because they took like the whole Jules Verne aesthetic and pretty much put it across the whole middle of the park. Like they tried to do that in Paris, their Tomorrowland. It's called Discoveryland. It was like a Jules Verne type thing, but it's done so well at Disney Sea. And I love when people take properties that no one really cares about, but makes a really cool ride based on it. So when did this matter. open? Did this open like the same time period as like the rock movie? I don't know. I have no idea when that movie was. This is more taking from the actual like book than any movie version. And if anything, it's taking from the old movie, like the wasn't it like a 50s movie. Maybe. 70s, maybe. I mean, open in 2001. I don't know when the Rock movie came out. I'm guessing later. Let me see. The ride open. You said 2001. So it was Brendan Fraser originally. Because I didn't know how old this ride was. Brendan Fraser was 2008. The Rocks was 2012. There was two versions back to back. It was a sequel. But Um, Brendan Fraser was no longer in the second one. It was The um, Rock. The first one I thought was good with Brendan Fraser. Like for what it was, a kid's movie. Yeah. I don't really remember the rocks on. So did this ride inspire them to go back to this whatever property? That I don't know. There is a ride. It's a uh, roller coaster called Raging Spirits. That looks very cool. And it's kind of... I want to say, is it like Mayan ruins? It's based on Indiana Jones and Temple of Pearl ride at Disneyland Paris. And you're going around an uh, archaeological excavation site. And it's the only ride at Tokyo Disney that has an inversion. There's a inversion loop. I just love how this ride looks like it's built. It's, it's a roller coaster, but it's surrounded by, like it said, like archeological ruins. I'm a sucker for fake rocks, anything like that. Like how I talked about with the Fantasia land. Yeah. I just, that's the type of shit I love. Like splash mountain, big thunder, like anything where you can't even tell it's a ride. It just looks like an actual place. Let's see. It's supposed to take place in Peru. So like Incan. Then there is a dark ride themed to Sinbad called Sinbad Storybook Village. When it first opened, it was a lot scarier. And then they turned it into just this like fun like voyage where you're you're going on a boat ride and you're saying goodbye to Sinbad as he goes on his voyage and all the villagers are saying goodbye. Uh, And any like villain he meets ends up being like friendly, the journey. But the reason this is interesting is because Alan Menken, who composed all the music for most of the Disney Renaissance movies, 
wrote an original song just for this ride. I want to say it's called Compass of the Heart. Compass of Your Heart. There's video of him singing it live for a Japanese audience and they're like crying. I just love that. It's just this like, it's in like the back of the park. No one even thinks to do it. But like Americans, when they go there, are like, what? There's like a ride with a Alan Menken song in it we've never heard before. And I love, I love dark, different dark rides. It's like my favorite type of ride. It's a slow boat dark ride. And then the last thing I want to talk about with Tokyo is back at Disneyland in Tokyo. Uh, one thing they do better than the parks here is their counter service restaurants. Uh, there's two I want to talk about. There's a restaurant that is attached to Splash Mountain, and it's like supposed to be like a mole, underground mole cave next to Splash Mountain. And it's called Grandma Sarah's Kitchen. <laughs> and Grandma Sarah is a mole wearing a little bonnet and an apron. Uh, but it's a Splash Mountain like Briar Patch themed restaurant, which is so freaking cool. And I obviously now, whatever, but in general, I wish that they would have had a Splash Mountain themed restaurant in Florida. I just think it's such a cool idea. Uh, and then they have a, there, I will say the Tomorrowland counter service in Florida does have a animatronic singing alien. I don't know if you've been to that one. It's called Cosmic Rays. Uh, but the actual restaurant itself is pretty depressing and the food is disgusting. But at Tokyo, they, their uh, Tomorrowland restaurant is called the Pan Galactic Pizza Port. And there is a huge animatronic display uh, of a Italian chef. And there's like a robot that makes is making the pizzas and there's screens everywhere. And you're talking to the different animatronics and it's just a really cool setup. So that is something that's feasible. I wish they would renovate or come up with better counter service themes. So Dallas, I do have one more thing to note. And this is, I'm stealing once again, the video I watched this morning. This is an l- entire land idea. It's not the property. I care less about the property. But Kung Fu Panda Temple of Awesomeness. I don't care about it at all for the property. Like, I just don't. But it's an indoor land in Beijing. And having an indoor land where everything's inside would be amazing, especially during the heat of summer. And just like when it, or when it rains, it's just all, everything's just there. You don't have to worry about ride closures. I would absolutely die for that. Like, that's so nice. Yeah. Tokyo Disney Sea has a Little Mermaid area that's all indoors. But you think that that would be a thing in Florida? Because it's so bad. It's in August. We, we went in August. Man, it is absolutely awful when it is that hot that's when you have to go to like the hall of presidents it's <laughs> for a break yep you're doing all these things that just to get air conditioning yeah i wouldn't go here otherwise but can i do air conditioning that is all i have so to close out this episode i created a game which uh is connected to the theme of 
international theme parks. And we are going to play that game after this short break. Welcome back. So now we are going to play a game that I'm going to call the mascots. Well, let me think. Theme park mascots around the world. So I found 14 mascots from theme parks. uh, And then Ryan has to match the mascot to the country. So I have 14 mascots and then 14 countries. So he has to tell me what country the theme park mascot is from. So I'm going to read off the 14. I also included the name of the theme park as well. So the first one is Mr. Tato from Tato Park. Uh, He's an anthropomorphic potato chip. Then there's Kenny Koala from Dream World. There's Jack and Jill O'Hare, which is a bunny couple from Callaway Park. There's Raleigh the Clown from a park called Linen Maki. There's Hello Kitty from Sanrio Piro Land. And you have Orange Bird, which is from a Disney park. I can't say which one because that would give it away. There's Ed Euromouse from Europa Park. There's Henrietta the Lactating Cow from Bon Bon Land. Percy the Owl from Paltons Park, which is a owl dressed up as a wizard. Uh, there's Cookie Ann, which is a dog who's a chef from a Disney park. There's Prezemolo, which is a dragon from Gardaland. There's Princess Pardinchi from Efteling. There's Apu, which is an elephant from Apu Gar theme park. And then there's Nappy, who appears to be a bear with a very big red nose from Park de Attracciones. So those are the 14 mascots. And then the 14 corresponding countries in alphabetical order are Australia, Canada, China, Denmark, England, Finland, Germany, India, Ireland, Italy, Japan, Netherlands, Spain, and the United States. So that outlines the game. So I'm going to have you write down my guesses. I don't want to do that part. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go from the country side and then guess the mascot. I'm going to run down the country list that way. Okay. So my first one is Australia, which I'm going to go with Kenny Koala from Dream World. (laughs) He's a koala. Okay. Safe bet. Okay. So. Looking at these a little closer, I'm going to be off on so many of these, but well, you can go back at, and change. I know, if you have I know. To. So we're going to, we're going to skip Canada for right now. We're going to skip Canada. We're going to go to China and I am struggling. Do we have Japan on here? We do. So it's not that one. We're going to skip that one too. We're going to keep skipping through. <laughs> we're going to do England do we have Ireland on here? We're going to go to Ireland. We're just going to go through them this way. India is going to be, is it Napu? Apu. Apu. We're going to go with Apu just based on it being an elephant and just it sounding like it's from India. Sure. Does it not? I feel like it sounds. <laughs> it does. We're going to go Ireland is going to be 
Mr. Taito. Uh-huh. Japan is Cookie Ann. We're going to go with Prezimolo for Italy. Oh, Germany is Princess, whatever her name is. <laughs> what, what is it, Dallas? Uh, Pargenti. It's Pargenti. I just feel like we talked Efteling and I thought it was in Germany. So that's why I'm going with it. Because we've talked about Efteling before, but I can't remember if it's Germany. I think it is. Like that, I said I was going to go through the countries and completely just bounce around. Orange Bird is United States. Oh, man. Here we go. So it's wrong. The Cookie Ann is going to be in China, not Japan. Because then Hello Kitty is in Japan. At least I got those ones, right? These ones are tricky. Said that I don't know where Europa Park's at. So it's kind of being either Germany or one of these other ones. We're going to go with Ed Euromouse is Denmark. We're going to go Percy the Owl is England. Callaway Park sounds way too Canadian in Canada. And we're going to do Jack and Jill O'Hare, Callaway Park. And we're going to put Rolly the Clown in. We'll go Finland. Rolly sounds like it could be Finnish. I don't know. I got nothing to go well, on. It's more the theme park, Brian. No, no. I had to go with all the clues. Yeah, the theme park name is a clue. Lynn and Mackey is not a, that's not giving me anything. It's not. I don't know theme parks like you do across the world. All these like small across the world i don't know at all absolutely at all i only know like the major like north american connected ones we're gonna go bonbon land is netherlands say her name (laughs) henrietta the lactating cow yeah that's the uh that's the most tame picture i could find of henrietta because there's multiple statues and we're gonna go nappy is in spain and then what am i what country am i missing that's it that's it okay i'm hoping how many was there 14 you said yeah i'm hoping i at least got six or seven right here we go dallas let's run down go by the country okay now what i love about mascots in theme parks is they don't always base it on the country it's in so that's not always a clue, but in the case of Australia, it was a clue. <laughs> it's Kenny <Okay>. Koala. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dream World is on the Gold Coast. Okay. Canada, it's Jack and Jill O'Hare. It just seems so generic, and the name was <laughs> very English. Was it Callaway Park? I'm like, Callaway that's, Park. That's so American. Like, that's what our English would be for a name. Yeah. China is Cookie Ann, which is. She was a newer member of Duffy the Disney Bears gang. Okay. A Disneyland Shanghai exclusive. So Okay. Denmark is Henrietta the Lactating Clown. Lactating okay. Clown. Lactating hey, Cow. Hey, I was close. Those are countries that are close. Uh yeah. It was tricky. Denmark and Netherlands, quite similar. I knew one of them was dirty. I was like, one of these countries, I know these countries. Yeah, you would think Netherlands, actually. So you actually guessed the way most people would guess. 
But unless you're, if you're a theme park nerd like me, you know the Efteling is in Amsterdam. Uh, England is Percy the Owl. This looked English. Yeah, it's it's an owl that is dressed up like Merlin. So, you know. There's also like knights in the background. Yeah, there's people dressed up as English knights. Finland is Raleigh the Clown. Okay. Now, the clue wasn't that you're going to know about Linen Maki. It's just that Linen Maki is a very Finnish sounding. See, me, it was Rolly. I was like thinking of like hockey player names. I was like, Rolly, Rolly, Rolly. It sounds like it would be like some forward or defense or whatever. Canadian. Some hockey player on an NHL team would be his last name as Rolly. Germany is Euromouse for Europa Park, which is it's in Rust, Germany. I think it's the biggest theme park, like size-wise, in Europe. Well, it was until Disneyland Paris. So now it's the second largest. Uh, India, yes, it's Apu. <laughs> Ireland is Mr. Tato. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Cuz if you know about the history of Ireland, <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> uh also I'm not going to do a bad Irish accent, but I can definitely hear somebody like saying Mr. Tato like that. Yeah, because that's how people in Ireland say potato. Like they just say Tato. Uh and Tato is a it's like Lay's, it's a potato chip company and they sponsor a theme park. And Mr. Tato is the mascot of the company as well as the theme park. <laughs> and I love him. He's adorable. He's a potato chip. He looks like Mr. Uh, Mr. Peanut, but he's a potato chip. Uh, Italy is Prezzemolo from Gardaland. Only got it because of the name. Because it's an Italian name. Yeah. And I was going to say, once you saw Hello Kitty, I knew you were going to realize and switch. So yeah. yes, Japan is Hello Kitty, which is the mascot of Sanrio, which... Sponsors Sanrio Puro Land, which is an indoor theme park, by the way. Of course, it's like that because Japan has winters. So, and Tokyo has winters. So, it's a fully indoor theme park. I love the idea of that. Netherlands is going to be Princess Parchini. Uh, I only got three wrong. Yeah. Spain is Nappy. And obviously, the United States is Orange Bird, the mascot that. The Florida Board of Tourism had Disney design in turn for sponsoring the Enchanted Tiki Room attraction. Yes, that was our. I killed it. Mascot it pretty game. good. Ryan gets eleven out of fourteen. It's like an eighty something, right? High Seventy-nine percent. Oh, okay, so seventy-nine. Cool. Not bad. C plus B minus. That's good. Usually, we're like struggling to pass. <laughs> I didn't want to make it too hard. I knew the oh. European countries were going to stump you, though. Yeah. But, oh well. Because for me, I don't know where they're at. And they're, like, to me, they're cultural. I know to them, it's way different. But for me, as an American, I'm looking at these like, these could all go in the same. Because my three that were wrong were Netherlands, Germany, and Denmark, right? Yeah. So all countries in a very similar area of Europe. Yeah, and nothing too culturally specific, like a princess, a cow, and a mouse. (laughs) It's like, okay. (laughs) And the rest are kind of cheated by using like either something that was culturally relevant to them or looking at the language. It's not cheating. That's playing the game right. I had many clues in there between the name of the park or what kind of mascot it was. I do feel like you tried to trick me with Cookie Ann. 
that I would throw it off in New Japan. Even though you've talked about Hello Kitty a thousand times. And I don't think Hello Kitty has any cultural relevance in China. Because no. they're, I don't, China and Japan are very separate, it seems. Um, just because yeah. they're history. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Hello Kitty has any presence in Japan. Or I mean in China. But, well, you know the story about how China banned any Winnie the Pooh movie. Like they banned Christopher Robin. Because they're always like the president or whatever. Because people opposing the president compared him to Winnie the Pooh. That is the goofiest reason to ban something. I love that you used goofiest. Okay, Dallas. Oh, yeah. An amazing game, Dallas. But everybody has been waiting a whole week to see if you have come up with the signature send-off. And we'll do the signature send-off, and then I will I'll throw. I have some stuff that I want to get out there. But what's your signature send-off, Dallas? I like the one I said last week. Now I have to do a different one. <laughs> have a magical... Uh, we okay. I'm just gonna do my part right now. Dallas is gonna. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give Dallas another. No, this is bad. We're gonna give Dallas another 30 seconds. I'm gonna give all a spiel. I'm okay, not doing a send off. Go to the unlikelyalliance.com. Check out all, all of our content. I have a new show that's gonna be a spinoff of Theme Park Paradise. <laughs> it is universally funny stories. It'll be on our YouTube page first, and then it will eventually hit this feed is just a compilation of all of them. So yeah, stay tuned to our Instagram, our website. Okay, Dallas, that was plenty enough time. How are you sending this show off? Come on, come on, Dallas. No, I'm not doing it. You got to do a paradise pun again. Come on, here we go. There, How many other paradise puns are there? Just remember, if you're not at a theme park, then you're not in paradise. Hey, have a good week. Bye, guys.